No matter how difficult the challenges become, how anxious you feel, how uncomfortable it gets. If you create content with one crystal clear message for one highly targeted audience that delivers one insanely helpful solution, you will succeed. This is Parade. I want you to pretend that you're a VP of marketing and you've got some serious revenue goals that you're trying to help sales hit through any type of marketing spend. And let's target it as ads because that's a really common area. But you keep hearing of this organic marketing approach. Now in the past, you've dismissed it because there's too much of a long-term organic growth feel. You're just worried that you won't be able to hit your goals because of the ramp up period that it takes with organic marketing. And so rather than building an actual organic content marketing as a service internally, you've just kind of relegated that process to a social media manager and maybe a few supporting social media specialists. And now you're over indexing on the ad front with all of the pressure that comes along with indexing on an ad front, all the different KPIs you have to measure and so on. But what if I told you that the organic marketing approach really isn't that long-term? In fact, it's just the ramp-up period. It's not so much that you need years of building trust to be able to have an effective organic marketing approach. You can start building that right now. And so here's the scenario. If I were a VP of marketing and I was stuck in the scenario I just described, I would run this internal test. I would get a few of my marketing specialists who have either an itch or an understanding, or at least a passion to learn organic marketing via content creation on LinkedIn. And I would take a couple of them and I would set them up on a very specific organic marketing approach in which Monday through Friday, they would post at the same time every day with one crystal clear message geared towards your ideal target buyer with your solution. So one message, one target audience, one solution. Now it doesn't mean that every post needs to be super salesy or have some crazy call to action, right? You're not trying to use marketing jargon. You're trying to leverage people marketing to people to buy from people. So people buying from people through an organic marketing process. I would run that test for 90 days. And here's how I'd measure that. I would measure this by saying, if my people are creating this content, one post per week or, or per day, it's five per week. I would test to see, are they getting more interest than my sales team who is sending all of these outbound messages, but not creating content. So there's one benchmark there to see what level of interest and or conversion could take place. And then the other one I would take a look at and see of the ad dollars that we're spending and the interest or the clicks that we get from ads on LinkedIn is my team getting more interest or the ads generating more interest? Now you have two different ways of measuring to see the effectiveness over a 90 day period. Now imagine if your marketing specialists who are leaning into content creation on the platform, imagine if they start passing the other sales account executives who are sending all of this outbound. And imagine, even if it doesn't pass your ads, let's say the ads are still generating more interest, but is the rate of lead generation, is the rate of interest from the organic marketing, is it scaling faster than the various clicks that you're getting on the platform? If so, that's another signal. 
And if you get any good signals out of it, that's not the only way to measure it. But if you get the other good signals out of it, then you might want to consider how you scale this even further. You might want to consider how this starts to change and transform the way you look at employee advocacy, because an ad is never going to build influence for you. It may convert in some influential way, but people just don't like ads. Now I'm not condemning ads. There's great ad processes. I mean, look at Old Spice, you look at uh, Geico, they've got great ad commercials and, and so on, right? Uh, so I'm not condemning the ad process. I know it has its place. I know there's some great people out there that have great ad programs and so on. But when you think about ads in general, no one's really super excited about that, right? Unless you're talking Super Bowl ads. And on the sales front, they're just grinding and grinding and grinding, sending out those pitches. Well, that doesn't really build influence either. They're trying to lead from a position of influence proactively, just like ads are proactively. It's a selling environment. You're trying to create a buying situation instantly just through being in the right place at the right time. And it's not to say that organic marketing isn't similar in fashion, but organic marketing is the content creation that just systematically shows up consistently every single day at a very specific time. And if it's showing up every day at a very specific time, you create that top of mind attitude, that top of mind presence with your ideal customer profile. And if you can create that top of mind presence in a very organic way, I think you're really going to start to see people buying from people on a more frequent basis. I think you'll be really surprised with these KPIs. So now what you're trying to do is really defeat the own argument in your head or anytime you're going to your CMO and you're asking for, for more money relevant to, to the marketing budget or you have your annual review with your CFO, if you can go in there and say, hey, that whole myth about organic content marketing taking a long time. Well, we've actually started to see some new studies based on data because you've got your benchmarks versus, versus sales. You've got your benchmarks versus the ad spend. You're seeing new data that now suggests you should reallocate or get some new budget. So you can reallocate an existing budget or get new budget to spend on a content program. But let me be very clear when I say content program, I'm not talking about you getting a social media specialist who kind of just keeps up with all of different happenings and is like, well, here's going to be my, you know, my strategy for Instagram for the week and Facebook and LinkedIn and so on. No, I'm talking about a hyper targeted LinkedIn content as a service program, one that you build and equip your people with to have very specific content going out on LinkedIn at a certain time and a certain day. That's what you want to scale. You want to have about three people in this or so to start. Maybe it's three marketing specialists. And if you want to add you as the VP, you should as well. You can go in there and lead by example. You're all supporting each other's content. You're all including the different calls to action, right? Don't overuse marketing jargon. Don't overuse sales pitches. But the idea here is to say that once you start spreading this content out, once it gets out there into the atmosphere, it's going to start creating those conversations. And it's so convincing. Think about the social proof. Imagine if someone comes up and on LinkedIn and sends you a message saying, hey, I'd like to learn more about your service. Or my favorite one, and we see this for clients as, as, well of our, as well as ourselves. Hey, I've been following your content for a number of weeks. I just got one from a real estate broker, someone who helps, or a real estate investor who helps people invest in real estate. And his exact message was, I've been following your content for weeks, and I wanted to reach out and explore a content program with you. So if you build this content program internally, and you get it from people who want to be a part of that organic marketing process, they want to explore it, 
Imagine if that 90 day success goes well, you can get the budget you want. Imagine if you get new budget for overhead to try this even further, but imagine now if you're the VP who has scaled this program, it turns into a new pipeline for you for generating leads and converting revenue. But imagine if you're outperforming your own sales team in that regard. Or you've just created new situations where a marketing specialist can soft serve it up to someone on the sales team. But imagine now further, if you incentivize your staff who are participating in this and they're getting rev share for any deals that they close, or there's a new bonus program. I mean, if you're a VP and you're marketing in a way that's building influence and monetizing influence, doesn't that put you on, even on a better path to being a CMO? I mean, look at the case study it gives you. You now could be the VP who walks out of a company saying, I tested the organic marketing process and I destroyed the myth that it takes all of these years or however long it gets for this long-term organic marketing process. You know, Stan, who is my business partner, was my first client. And we got him a couple of deals at a multi-thousand deal level in the first couple of weeks. And he wasn't posting content for all these years. He was posting months in advance. And so why did that switch happen so fast? Or here's another example. Last year when I started Parade, I wasn't posting to try to get leads. I just wanted to build influence with an audience. I didn't even know I was going to go a content marketing route and be working with different marketers and sellers. I had no point in monetizing. I was enjoying my nine to five career. So I was doing it just to connect with other people in my industry. It worked. But when January of 23 came around, I said, actually, I'm going to flip the switch and see if I can get paying clients. Before I knew what was going on, I found myself in a position of saying, well, how do I leave my nine to five or should I, because I like it so much, I was faced with a really good decision. I could stay in the nine to five that I loved or figure out how to go and build a content as a service business. I chose the content as a service business and here we are and here's this podcast. But if you're a marketer, you can build this for your internal team right now, and you can start experiencing exceptional growth, both in terms of brand presence, creative execution, and actual revenue. No ad is going to build your influence. They have too much of a negative connotation, and no one likes to receive cold pitches. Now, it doesn't mean that cold pitches don't work or ads don't work. Like we've been saying before, people buy from ads, people buy from cold pitches. It's all about timing. It's all about relevancy. But organic marketing is not void of those concepts either. And on top of that, these two processes, whether it's ad spend, I guess we should say three processes, ad spend, organic marketing, and cold outreach, they're not all mutually exclusive. And in fact, if you get your organic marketing approach right, what we see is that it makes your proactive or your cold outreach solution far more potent. And it could make your ad solution far more influential because people are now seeing your organic content and it's starting to string everything together. That top of mindedness when it's already in the mind versus an ad that slaps you in the face or a cold pitch that randomly shows up in your DM. If they're already top of mind because they saw the organic content, then they're already a warm lead, especially if it's relevant and timed. This is not to say that like organic marketing is going to solve all the world problems, but not having it or dismissing it because you think it might take too long is ultimately an irresponsible decision. And one that you actually may be saying no to something that could be really good. So let's bring this all to a head. If you're a VP of marketing, this is worth a shot. I'm not even saying you need to use parade. If you're going to look out there 
and you're going to look at different companies that provide this There's very few, but if you're looking at doing this yourself, maybe we'll take that angle. Here's what you need to evaluate. Is your message crystal clear? Is your message targeting your ideal buyer? And is your solution insanely helpful? Does it relieve the burdens? And you know, this as a marketer, it's not like I'm giving you any new information, but you can, uh, you can now execute that through a text post. You can execute that through a carousel post. You could even add in video if you want or so on. But what we're seeing is you don't have to add video or even audio, but you can do this with just text posts. If you want to upgrade the text post, use some of those text posts for a carousel. Go to Canva, download something as a PDF after you make that text post and upload it as a PDF. Don't upload it as a carousel with images because it gets this autoplay feature on LinkedIn and you're going to hate it. So now you can test and execute with different messaging, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and see how that goes. See if you can outperform some of your account executives. Don't you dare for one second tell me that you wouldn't be excited about that internally. As a, as a VP of marketing who has a budget, if you were to run this little test, even if you brought your CMO into it and said, you got a hunch, there's all this phenomenon happening on LinkedIn, you're gonna try this out. I mean, that's our job as marketers, right? Research in action, that's measurable towards our audience with relevant KPIs and benchmarks. It's probably an oversimplification, but I think we're all on the same page. Give it a shot, make it work. And if it works, lean into that because LinkedIn is a sleeping giant for business building. This is Parade.